Hi everyone, this is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. Featuring your hosts, Taylor Bradley and Alex Yankovich. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. We have a beautiful episode in store for you. Later in the episode, we are joined by an amazing dancer, choreographer, and just all around really fun guy to chat with, Mr. Dexter Carr. His resume includes dancing for several artists, including Chris Brown. He's graced the Broadway stage on multiple different shows, and he's also choreographed a handful of tours. You can find him now on faculty at Playground in LA, and his interview is absolutely incredible. So be sure to stick around for that. But before we get there, let's make sure we're staying connected. You can find us on Instagram at Inside Dance Podcast. And while you're there, be sure to give a follow to our sponsors and partners over at Inside Dance Magazine. Their handle is Inside Dance Mag. Last but not least, we really want to hear from you. If there's anything that you love, anything that you hate, anything that you want to hear more of, don't be afraid to let us know. You can slide into our DMs or write us an email at InsideDancePodcast at gmail.com. Alex. People, sorry, we should have people write in just tell us only the things they hate. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing you like. We really want to hear from you guys, but only just terrible I mean, things. Wrong want, answers only. We only want constructive criticism because we are dancers and that's what we're here give for. Give me feedback. Technique? <laughs> oh my gosh. Alex, what's going on? How are you? I'm, I get to see you this weekend. I know. I'm kind of like already tingling for this weekend. Like I'm that's a great I'm, response. How are you? I'm tingling. <laughs> I'm tingling. I'm so excited. On top of like, this is my first like kind of time off this uh, after this weekend. We need I to talk about that. Week. Yeah. I, so I'm trying to like work as much as possible this week so I can just fully um, check out next week. But um, I'm doing good. I'm so excited to see you this weekend. It's going to be such a great time. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. For those that don't know, Alex and I are um, reconvening with a bunch of our old college friends at a wedding. Uh, shout out to Christy, formerly Yazapovic, now Christy Zemke, her and her husband. We can't wait to celebrate you guys this weekend in Scottsdale. Um, but how am I doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Um, before kind of reiterating what we said off mic before is I'm finally done with all my competition choreo for the yes. year. And um, yeah, feeling good about that because as rewarding and as fun as it is, you know, it just takes a lot of mental preparation and um, physically time being in the studio. So, and even um, if you have everything planned out, like I still will get there. And after like the two hour mark, I'm lost and I'll, like my brain will just flatline and I'll be like, I don't know what's next. Like I had this all planned out and I'm totally blanking. And then it comes back, but it's definitely when you're no. just logging all the choreography and in a couple hours it definitely like takes a toll on your brain for just a second totally and it doesn't matter how like prepared you are i think uh the pandemic kind of blessing and a curse allowed us to be like the expectation is you can do choreo over zoom which shout out to those that can right. they're like here's your formations here's where you go i'm not that kind of person because I, I i don't even like to come in fully prepared because um I like to kind of collaborate and like see what the vibe is with the kids. Cause you know, you want your students to be proud of their work too. And so if they yeah. feel like they can kind of have a hand in suggesting a few things um, within limits, of course, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just like to, to, to let it happen, let it unfold rather than totally. go in as being completely prepared because then even those things sometimes look sterile or they look, yeah, too, too prepared. Too, which, too prepared. I, I actually, I set a solo over Zoom for a college student and that was, I, I had sent them a video 
of me doing it and then like we filled in the blanks but it was definitely hard i can't imagine doing a group like i usually all clean people's solos over zoom but it was definitely like totally different trying to like choreograph it and because i'm the same way where like i will i come with like pretty much a skeleton and then i want to see it in the space and change things absolutely but, but speaking on like choreography and all of that i have been struggling with this this past week because i feel like my style is just ever changing and i don't know if it's because like when I teach for a convention, I get like called on to do different things. So like sometimes I'm teaching uh-huh. theater, sometimes they want jazz, sometimes they want lyrical. And so what, and sometimes they want contemporary and it's, it's tough. Cause I have a lot of good stuff logged that I like, but I love all the stuff I've created this year, but sometimes I'm going like so many different sides of the spectrum where I'll be like doing promiscuous by Nelly Furtado. And then I want to go into bring on the men like Linda Etter Broadway. And then I'm like Florence and the machine. And now I'm like, okay, Rufus to soul. That's, that would be a really fun jazz dance. Like at Paula mm-hmm. Abdul, like I feel like I'm so mismatched with my styles and it frustrates me. Cause I wish I could like have a better representation of like who I am, but it's, I feel like I can't show like, this is my choreography or like you see it and be like, Oh, that's Alex's. Cause I feel like I'm just so all over the spectrum with the different styles. But I think that also just comes from like U of a training. Cause it was like, so like ballet, modern jazz, like we were so open for everything. And I guess we shouldn't put ourselves in the boxes, but it's, t- I'm struggling with it right now. Totally. Well, and not only that, but also like, um, competition and dance team. It's like, we are expected. I don't know how you grew up, but for us, it was like, you have a jazz piece, you have a hip hop piece, you have a tap piece you have. And of course you have your one thing that you vibe with a little bit more and tend to gel towards, but, um, that diversity is so beautiful as a dancer, but it can be also overwhelming, I think, as a choreographer, because I I feel the same way where I'm like, I know I can do all these different styles. Like my, one of my least favorite questions is when people will message me or be like, hey, like what style do you teach? And I'm like, like yeah. my, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I teach everything. Like I can, do you want like ballet? Do you want yeah. uh, it, it, contemporary? Of course, I feel most confident in you know jazz jazz funk because i feel good doing that like that's Uh what i feel the most proud as a dancer doing so that kind of uh resonates in my choreography because i feel good about it i'm drawn to it and i want to like extrapolate on that there's my sat word for the day um on that feeling but i also yeah i i geek out on knowing what makes me feel comfortable and then trying to go 180 the opposite. Like I'm not good at quirky and funny naturally. Like though I'm a mess of a human, like I, when I choreograph, I see myself choreographing like the fun, the, um, almost, I don't want to say sexy, but like the fun, high energy, big, like opening number style. That's like what appeals to me, big lights, big flashiness. Um, but then I remember like kind of what you said, going back to when we were in college, some of my favorite pieces that we did were satire and like funny, silly, like I'm a character and I'm goofy, but I, I struggle. I, I really, that doesn't come easily to me. I need to really sit down and be in a comfortable space, both in my like personal life where I'm not stressed about external things and also my like creative life where I'm like, okay, we're gonna try something new and it could be terrible. Cause my other thing too, 
my bad habit is I'm a procrastinator. So if I have something that I have to do that I don't want to do, I put it off till the last minute. And then I don't feel like I'm in a safe, comfortable, creative place. And I stress myself out and I'm like, I'm just going to go back to what I know. So, um, I definitely, definitely feel what you're saying, but it's something that I think we need to realize, um, is actually it's a huge plus to be able to do all these things but it's hard to get this 10 minute conversation that we just had across in one email or one video reel or one x y and z you know yeah it's very it's super tough and i feel like the easy like you said with someone messaging you like what do you teach it's always easier for me to say what i don't i'm like okay i am not going to be a good tap teacher i'm not going to be a good ballet teacher like i can teach like younger ballet or adult ballet, but I feel like with like an intermediate elite level that like needs that intensity with mm-hmm. ballet, I would not be the person for that. But yeah, it's always easier to say what you don't want to teach. But also I feel like I try, I do try to talk to myself and be like, okay, if this isn't coming, to, if contemporary is not coming to you naturally, then let's let it breathe and take a step away. Yeah. And then, and then I'll be the other way. Um, but yeah, it's definitely tough. I feel like we just need to have more patience, um, more patience with ourselves. But it's definitely, it's definitely like a thing that I struggle with. Like went to Rufus to Soul concert and now I'm like, oh my God, this would be such a great like jazz number. This would be so good. And then I can't, like I'm all in that like techno realm and I'm like, what is happening? Nah. Like I literally was just listening to someone completely different. Like, I don't know, it's tough. It's like, if you ever have a dancer's phone playing music, I'm like, don't put it on shuffle. I guarantee you don't put it like you'll be yeah. in a party and then Natalie all of a sudden, Merchant. yeah. Or like, um, Tori Amos comes yeah. on or like, yeah. Um, but again, I think, I think it's, it's so interesting now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing it myself that the diversity that we built our dancer career on is so something that's so amazing. And It's something that's easy to be proud of, but it's hard to translate that into diversity of a choreographer in uh, a way that is not like, oh, well, I can do it. It's like, yeah, Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm doing a bad job of expressing this, but well, um, it's like, I can do it, but like, that's not my, but then we feel bad for being like, oh, well, mm, you know, you know, like it's not my specialty. It's not what I'm best at, but like, I can't, I I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's like a frustrating, uh, paradox. It's true. Paradox. Good word. Yeah. 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 You did it. Um, well, I think this translates, um, and segues beautifully into our interview with Dexter because he is such a prime example of someone that started dancing late, later quote air quotes in his, in his life and then went from hip hop to musical theater to jazz to doing yeah, all of that to then choreographing um, for these amazing big arena spectacular tours. So um, let's let's dive into this interview because I think he does a beautiful job of kind of expanding upon all of this. So stick around guys, we have our interview with Dexter Carr coming right up. <laughs> guys, we are so lucky to be joined by such an amazing guest today. Please help me in welcoming to the podcast, Mr. Dexter Carr. Hi, Dexter. How are you? What's going on, y'all? How you doing? 
We're doing we're, good. <laughs> yeah, we're so good. We're happy to have you on. Um, and thank you for making the time to be here with us. You're coming to us live from Los Angeles. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Live Come on, West Coast. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, good. Well, first and foremost, did you have a good Halloween? And what were you? <laughs> okay, I did have a good Halloween. I decided to go out last minute. I was like, no, 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 no. And then last <laughs> night, I was like, yes, let's go. So, Always. <laughs> the best. Right. Last minute, you know. Um, so we were uh, hippies. So me and my friend were all hippies. Perfect. So flowers and the things and the birds. Peace and love. Yes. Oh, oh, I love that. A last minute Halloween costume and like. Yeah, like why not? Like, always the best. Sometimes yeah. the pressure. Yeah, it makes it better. So um, well, good. I'm glad you had a happy Halloween. Um, and yeah, let's let's dive into this. So um, Dexter, tell us, where are you from uh, and how did you get into dancing? So I'm from Miami, Florida originally, and uh, my start in dance was my best friend pulling me up on stage at a school assembly, and I was like terrified and almost pissed myself. But uh, the pressure and the adrenaline was just like, I think I want to do this for a little bit longer. So ended up signing up at a studio, her studio, and just immersed myself in it all, did all the classes, all the intensives, all the master classes, like just did it. And then uh, my first job was uh, Chris Brown, the Kiss Kiss video. It was in Miami. Wow. I know. It was just, I was like, it was good that I started late. I feel like, because I didn't have the fear and anxiety that everybody else had. I was like, sure, I'll go audition for a major artist. Why not? What can he say? No. So I just went and um, ended up getting it. And that was my first job. And then it just kept going from there. Oh my gosh. Well, I first off want to say that Miami has such an amazing dance scene. So it's, Absolutely. it's so incredible that you got to kind of grow up there. Also, you got to give your friend 10%. For Hundred, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you need 10% for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you work well under pressure. School assemblies, Halloween costumes. Like, yeah. you keep following this theme, man. I'm a last minute kind of person. So just. Like- <laughs> That's amazing. Well, uh, when you were uh, taking all those classes at her studio, were you take when you say everything? Were you taking ballet, jazz, hip hop, mo- like every absolutely everything? I skipped tap because I just <laughs> I just couldn't. I don't know why. It was just not for my soul. But everything else, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tap is kind of one of those things. It's like learning a second language. It's easier when you're learning it at like four years old because yeah. you're just kind of doing yeah. it. But when you pass a certain age, it's like so scary a second language and also like an instrument and also like yeah. <laughs> there's just a lot going on there and then everybody um, can hear what i'm doing i just didn't like it i was like uh no um yeah. well obviously nowadays things are so different with music video auditions like i feel like for music videos it's usually people finding everyone through instagram and the internet um it has been my experience but what was that audition like for chris brown for kiss kiss i'm so curious it just exactly what auditions kind of used to be giant room full of people boys girls it was miami so a lot of bright colors a lot of bright weaves a lot of let's go types of things i mean it was everything it was everything you can imagine (sighs) but you know the choreographer uh uh fly styles was teaching the combo and the energy in the room was like we don't even have the job but we're so hungry and we're just so excited to be here and that's kind of that thing that you can't teach or that thing that you can't uh make a dancer feel is that hunger so i was so i'm so grateful that i got to experience that in my early years of training because like that stays with you on jobs it stays with you when you're you know when you're trying to get jobs as a choreographer that hunger that passion 
So yeah, that is that is something that I do appreciate about that era of time. So that's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. So um, let's continue on this journey here. So you're 16, you're booking major um, hip hop artists, music videos. Uh, where from there, where did you continue training and dance um, after high school or what was the rest of your journey like? Yeah, so I did the video and honestly, my parents are so not like arts people. So even the two days that I was on set, my parents didn't even really know where I was. Like the same friend that took me to the audition or that pulled me up on stage, took me to the audition. So that was my role dog, Kirsten Marber. What's up? She's uh, up to 15%. Wait, Kirsten, I know Kirsten. You know Kirsten Marber? I, yeah, we, I, from years of intensives, uh, years ago, she danced for, um, the NBA team, uh, right? Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, she went to UCLA. Yes, yes, oh yes, yes, yes. Hi, Christian, if you're listening. <laughs> I love that. That's the homie. So yeah, she and her dad took me to the audition. So they also took me to set and she was like my, they were like my family because like I was underage. So like you had to have, you know, guardians. So uh, literally my parents had no idea where I was. And then when I told them that I did a Chris Brown video, they didn't even know who he was. And they were like, who? And I was like, never mind. Don't worry about it. So the VMAs were coming up because he was doing the same song for the VMAs that year. And they asked me if I wanted to do it. And I begged my mom, like I begged, 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 begged for me to be able to go. And she was like, no, you're not going to New York at 16, missing school, blah, blah, blah. So that job happened. And then there was like a big gap in like my professional uh, career. But I was at the studio every day. I was taking classes. Anytime somebody came to Miami, anybody who came, I was taking it. Because I knew that after high school, I wanted to go to New York. And that's what I ended up doing. Okay, interesting. Because I feel like everyone's story is different when they're, you know, kind of decide, you know, okay, I'm going to move to a big city. It's either LA, New York, or Atlanta, or Vegas. And so uh, what was the pull to New York? It just, it just truly like an East Coast thing of like, you always hear about it. And it's just an easy, easy trip up. He's like, I missed out in the VMAs. I'm going to New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, actually, um, Musical theater is my favorite style of dance. And I've been doing drama like clubs since I was like in sixth grade. Amazing. I was Sweeney Todd, like in eighth grade. Oh like, my gosh. Ridiculous. If you find the pictures, please don't post them. <gasps> but, um, <laughs> a picture comes up right here. Um, so yeah, I did that. And I, in New York, just had that energy that I knew I wanted. I was watching like YouTube videos at the time and like Luan was there and like Rhapsody was there and like Cheryl Murakami and like yes. all these people that just had this like, I don't know. And I'll be honest, LA didn't, LA was a little too intimidating for me from what I was seeing from the outside. Like everybody in class was perfect. And I was like, ah, ah, not me, not me, not me. Don't got that yet. So New York definitely had a more just an energy that matched with me more at the time. So I just ended up going and I uh, auditioned for Marymount and I just for NYU ended up choosing Marymount. Um, and then I dropped out four months later cause I got my first Broadway show. So I was like, right, I'm out. Oh my gosh. Wait, sorry. I wanted to say that kiss kiss used to be my MySpace song back in the it's day. Incredible. Sorry. I mean, it's <laughs> perfect song for that time. It's perfect. Sure. Embedded in there with your top eight. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So your first Broadway show, what was, what was that learning curve like, you know, singing, oh, yeah. dancing, learning a whole new show? What was that like? I mean, I just didn't understand how everybody did this for like, I would hear about people in Lion King for like 20 years. I'm like 20 years. <laughs> so it was a complete test of like you just said, like mind, body, memory, voice, like, and it was, a, it was bringing on the musical. So we were tumbling 
we're running around, we're doing stunts on stage. Like oh it was the biggest, like <laughs> throw in cheerleading too, to all the other <laughs> verbs yeah. that we already Cheers? previously no. said. Okay. Here you go. Like, okay. So yeah, it was just, I, I loved it. Cause it was another situation like the Chris Brown situation. I don't think there's any better way to learn than getting thrown in and like learning with experience, so learning with people who, I mean, to get to learn, work with Lin-Manuel and Andy Blank and Bueller, like, yeah, I just got chills. Better <laughs> yeah. experience, you know, and Alex Lacamoire, like, so I was very blessed to be able to work with those guys. And then some of the guys that were in the show, uh, in the workshop and all that stuff, I got to meet them who are like all Broadway stars now too. So it was an amazing experience. I learned a lot. I had a lot of downs um, in the sense of, I didn't know how Broadway worked. There's a, it's, Broadway is a business and there's a structure and mm. you, you're not going to be calling out three shows a week. Like if you do, you're going to, they're going to start to be like, okay, so you, are you still trying to be here? You're trying to get fired? Like, what's up? So yeah. you learn the, the real ropes on the job. And I was so happy to, and blessed to be able to do that. Yeah. It's so interesting. You know, being in a full-time show, I feel like you learn of, it's almost like that boy who cried wolf situation where sometimes you're like, okay, I'm going to call out just because I'm not feeling it today, which, you know, everyone's mental health, you know, I just can't do the show, but then something, you know, serious may happen. And then it's like, oh, it's, oh, it's balancing kind of that scheduling can be. And then you realize too, like how fortunate you are to have this job and like how, how many people are fighting for this same dream at Ripley Greer down the street every day. Yes. So don't take it for granted. And that's what I learned too. coming from a situation of being in like not a uh, in the commercial world. It's a little more selfish. You know, it's just me. I'm the dancer. I booked the job when the when you call out of your show, that affects everybody. Everybody has to come in for a put in rehearsal. Everybody change their track around everybody. It's a cheerleading show. So people stunt different. It's a whole thing. So I was like, get my little butt down here and do the show. (laughs) <laughs> I have a question and this is kind of more of like a general um, uh, New York theater kind of question. So like um, I know Alex and I have both been um, in major shows in Las Vegas, like full time, yeah. 10 shows a week, five nights. Um, and there's still kind of some opportunities to like do gigs here and there and random things. And whether it be dancing or more like, um, I mean, there's so much convention and corporate work in Vegas, as far as like atmosphere, things like that. Is that kind of the thing in New York? Or is it like, if you're doing a Broadway show, like that's all you're doing. So, so there's a double-edged sword with that because, so you have Mondays off, right? We're dark on Mondays. Usually everybody's dark on Mondays. What people tend to do is, They try to, if the job is like, let's say the VMAs, so you'll rehearse during the day, which usually you don't have two shows during that day. So you can rehearse during the day and then you run to your show at night, which is kind of like a, yeah, you can do that. But it just gets so like I did Victoria's Secret fashion show while in the show and I hated it. Oh, my God. I was really it was just for me, it was just too much because I like to focus on what I'm doing in the moment. And I felt like during the day I was in these rehearsals and I was like, yeah, 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 cool. Katy Perry. Cool, cool, cool. And then I was like, I got to go at 630 because I got to run over here and like yeah. try to warm up. And then I felt like my shows were suffering, too. So for me, it was just a little too much. But there's opportunity to do that. It's just if you're down to do yeah. it. Yeah. And also and fa- it out and move things around. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And fashion shows in general are so last minute as well. Like people don't know what anyone's wearing until like you're like b- backstage before you're going to go on like, changing so your outfit. Like yeah. as you're in the wing, you're like, all right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yep, Everybody fine. is, it's so chaotic. Like the everyone is stressed. So and I feel lying. like the stage manager hasn't slept in four days and is like <laughs> overdosing on Red Bull and like just taking it out on you. Why are you so mad at me? Why right. You know you? 
I don't even know you. And then it was, uh, we did Victoria's Secret Fashion Show with Katy Perry that year. And she was in her mood that day. And I was in charge of taking off her, you know, that thing that like sometimes you go away and then you rip it off and it's like yeah. a thing. Yeah. I was in charge of that. And I was like, why, why do I have to be in charge of that? I don't even want to, I don't. I just Remember wanna... you're good under pressure. Come on. It's the theme in your life. <laughs> you know, right. Under <laughs> pressure. So it, uh, everything ended up, everything ended up great. And I, I did, a, I did get to do a couple jobs in uh, while I was doing the show, but I was honestly more so just kind of like, it was my first Broadway experience. So, I was just really trying to just immerse myself in that to figure out if I wanted to keep going on this track or if I wanted to do something else. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was the bring it on. It was the creation process for bring it on the musical. So that's a whole nother, Mm -hmm. whole nother beast. Do you have like one particular story that comes to mind? It it could be like funny or stressful that you. Or something you learned like a big takeaway from it. Yeah. In tech week, they cut a whole song before the before we did the preview that night and the song started with me pushing out a lunch table out onto the middle of the stage and then getting on top of it and dancing and be like come on y'all let's that is go. Cool. and that would be everybody's entrance i forgot they cut the song so i pushed the table out in the dark obviously in the blackout get on top of the table and then next thing you know we're in campbell's room our lead character they had switched the scene so like the new scene was like everybody, all the girls in the room and like having a sleepover. So I'm on top of a lunch table in the middle of a bedroom, like, and the audience was just like, <laughs> they got it. It was tech week. So like, I got obviously cussed out by the stage manager, like you said, but and yeah, that was the embarrassing thing that happened to me. <laughs> At least you were committed. Honestly. Strong and wrong, baby. Like, strong and wrong. wrong. Wait, that is such a good story. I'm glad that something came directly to your mind when we ask oh yeah when no, that, comes that that oh, I, that's i have that one right here that's amazing oh my goodness that is incredible um so dexter here's my question for you is i feel like so many dancers um kind of find themselves in this box of like oh i'm gonna do commercial dance oh i'm gonna do musical theater um oh i'm gonna be a teacher or a choreographer um and the more people that we talk to, the more we find out it's just not that case, right? It's just the re- the reality is you can do it all. Um, but I think a lot of dancers kind of get nervous or stressed navigating um, all those different paths. So how did that work for you? Um, you know, balancing dancing for artists, doing musical theater, um, then going on to teach and choreograph. Um, like, was it more of a natural thing or were, or did you have like a set plan or goal um, as it all unfolded? It's funny because I, I did not have a set plan or goal. And I, I a lot of the things that have happened in my career were more so just because I was just like, sure, why not? Um, and stepped into the opportunity. But I think my experiences have made me fearless, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. of I was already the newest person in the room. I've already been the rookie in the room. I've already been, you know, the bottom of the totem pole. At this point, all I can do is get in here and try. So whether that's a Broadway audition, whether that's a music video audition, whether that's choreographing a tour, you know what I mean? The first tour I ever choreographed, obviously, that's my first tour. So I'm learning every day of, okay, we got to make sure that the pyro is matching up with what they're doing. We got to make sure that the sound cues are right. Like you, all these experiences um, I've learned on the job. So I, I guess in a sense, 
it's 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 kind of the wrong way to go about it. But at the same time, I I wouldn't have wanted to learn any other way. I wouldn't want to have uh, read about it in a book or studied it or studied it in a class or even done a mentorship that told me how this is going to go because it's never how they say it's going to go. It's right. always something different. Each artist is different. Each camp is different. Each show is different. So being able to have uh, had so many different experiences. And I uh, got to be on the Late Late Show for the past like four years. And Amazing. that's uh, James Corden is always making us do something crazy, whether we're standing <laughs> outside with a watermelon in our hand, <laughs> running around the studio, chasing him and dancing. So I, I just love the diversity that dance can bring. And, and, so and luckily being uh, able to do multiple styles you get to experience that and i that's what i would tell dancers is that don't limit yourself on what you can do as far as your training be able to do anything or be able to fake anything if you have to you know what i mean so you get in those rooms and you get to grow and you get to learn like i've done salsa jobs and i'm like one two three but then <laughs> your partner says all right this is what we're doing you learn you get better you you grow so uh, diversity in your training is yes. is going to bring you diversity in your career I think. Um, Ooh, well said. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's just my thing that I've always been like a stickler for is just always try. And I'm actually choreographing this like music video for this pop group right now, and it's the song is so bubblegum, like smiles all day. But you'd be surprised what kind of you know what you feel to different music, what you bring, what music, what different music brings out of you. And that's what I always love exploring just different pockets and different bags and bringing in different dancers too. That's also important as a choreographer, getting new energy around you, not always using the same people. Cause I feel like sometimes that you just do what's comfortable. You, you know what your group can yeah. do, you know what your cast can do. You'd be like, Oh yeah, y'all go do what we do. And then, yeah, but bringing in new energy and people that can move differently and, and feel differently and hear differently kind of pull, uh, makes you pull up a little bit too. Absolutely. Yeah. The possibilities are endless for a choreographer. If you do get a, a bubblegum, you know, happy Mickey Mouse type song, you can still add a little nuance you to, it, crumb to it. You know, you can yeah. do it. And it's gonna, yeah. And it's going to be cool. Why not? Yeah. Um, have you ever had any uh, struggles or not even, I guess setback isn't the right word, but when you're having to choreograph for an artist and they want specific things, have you ever kind of felt like, oh man, this is going to be kind of a struggle for me to like, to, like, or you come to rehearsal, you have everything planned out, you love it. And then they're kind of like, oh, I would rather them like not do as much. I'd rather them do a little bit less here. What, what's been your experience with that? Because it's always like dancers are so prepared and then a producer or someone else can be like, yeah, but like, let's take it all away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know you just spent days preparing this, but like, what yeah. if we didn't? Yeah. <laughs> what if you step touch? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't, why don't you just step touch? Exactly. Um, so Jimmy Kimmel, uh, was doing it with Lil Baby and it was the, that song, Whoa, uh, uh -huh. Whoa, that one. Yeah. So whole number choreographed, uh, exits, entrances, things, 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 things. He comes in, he watches it. He's like, they should just freestyle. Oh. <laughs> on the Jimmy Kimmel set. We're literally on the set. I'm like, so I just got to go back and tell all these dancers like, all right, y'all this. And then, but again, like you just said, dancers are just, I don't know. I, that's why I always tell people like dancers are literal superheroes because who can move that quickly and change that quickly and, and adapt that quickly and like, and, and make it look great and make it look awesome in like five minutes. You know what I mean? So that was uh, one of the moments where 
you know, having all this preparation really meant nothing because everything changed in the last minute. But, you know, you grow, you adapt, you figure it out and you make it happen. And I think they'd rather you come to set and be like, I have everything prepared and then to take it away or add yeah. something new rather than like, oh, you have nothing. Yeah. And yeah. I, so it's always yeah. better. It's oh, you'll never lose being prepared, I guess. Yeah. And you learn, too, as a choreographer, the more you do this, that it's not about your steps. Yeah. It's not about your steps. It's not about your steps. If you know the Jimmy Kimmel stage is small. So if there's a bunch of people doing the most, it just looks cluttered. We lose him. So why not freestyle? Get some things over here, get some things over here, open it up a little bit. So you realize there's certain there no one's trying to attack your choreography. They wouldn't have brought you this far to be like, no, we hate it. They would have told you that day one. Um, but yeah, so it's uh it's it's a lot of learning experience, which I always I always take something away from each job. Of course. My favorite is um I had an experience on a job once where we rehearsed, 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 rehearsed so much. Um, like it was like overly clean. It was sterile. The choreography was so like red. We were crispy. And then it was my first experience, um, seeing choreography on film where they can splice it and put it wherever they want in the music. And I was Ah. like, okay. So none of the accents that we hit. Great. Like, (laughs) But yeah. yeah, again, it's one of those things you're just like, man, we spent so long and some some editor somewhere in some production room is just like slip, slip, snip, snip. But and you're like, that's not even on beat. Yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. Um, or they'll like take out a really strong lift. You're like practicing with your partner. You got like, but then they big... show when you go down. The come down. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. are we, we need to teach a class for like, I don't know editors yeah. in dance yeah. we are not dancing with them i've been fighting to be in the room with them for so long just like so we can show you the good parts you don't miss right it. yeah yeah well um we kind of skipped over this sorry in my earlier question but i do want to go back um and ask what was your transition from performer into um choreographer have you always loved to choreograph or um was there a specific moment in your career that kind of like um uh what's we're looking for led into that <laughs> yeah um so when i moved out to la springboarded uh, that was the word i was looking for sorry go ahead <laughs> when i moved out to la it was uh i moved from new york after bringing on clothes and i was was gonna uh i was gonna do matilda i was thinking about doing matilda they were i was gonna be able to do matilda but i was just like i don't know i just i don't know i don't know i don't know i wasn't it wasn't I wasn't loving the idea of staying in New York. I think I was ready. I'd had my time there. I did a little bit of school and then like three, four years in the show, I was like, I think I'm good. Um, So I decided to move to LA. I did, I think about a year and a half in LA before I started like teaching. Cause I taught at my home studio, but like, you know, that's different. So subbed a couple classes here and there if somebody needed a sub and then ended up getting a slot at Debbie Reynolds. Um, so that was like my first time, like actually having a weekly class, which was like crazy to me that I had a weekly class in LA. Um, but again, I, I didn't focus on choreography. I think I just liked to choreograph and I just liked to dance and like dance with my friends. So that class ended up growing. And, uh, my first choreography job out here was, uh, Cheryl Murakami was choreographing for Iggy Azalea Mm. and she was doing a tour and Cheryl called me and she was like, okay. I need your help. And I was like, oh, what? what's up? And she was like, I'm choreographing a tour for a rapper. I don't do hip hop. I do street jazz. And I was like, well, what are you doing in that room? And she was like, I don't know. It just happened. Life, clear talent. It turned down. Anyways, I need your help. Can you do a number? And I was like, oh my God, yes, of course. 
whatever. I choreographed this whole number, like come into rehearsal with like X's and like formations. And, football like, plans. Hey, yep. Well, you already know. <laughs> I get into rehearsal. I set the number. I set it before lunch. At lunch, Cheryl comes up to me and she's like, I think I'm just going to go. And I was like, <laughs> and she's like, you got it. Like, you got it. Like, and literally like hands me a tour. And I was like, Cheryl, I was like, okay, girl, haha, funny. She's like, no, 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 no. I think you got it. And she was like, I have other things going on. Like I took this on because I was like trying to be cool about it, but like, this is all you. So literally like pushed me out of the nest and like, yeah. So that makes me want to cry. <laughs> I, it was, I made me want to cry too. So I was like, uh, okay. And then, you know, luckily I had so many amazing dancers on the job. Like, Lark Hazard and Jamie Obler and I love Lark Legrand and Jasmine Batty. So like I had like legends in the game, like on the job. So I'm like, what is my silly butt about to do with these like four icons? But I figured it out. They helped. They were so kind and they were like, you know, this is what you got to do next and make sure you check in with this person and just like taught me the ropes on the job and got to work with Iggy and she was super cool too. So like that experience was dope. Um, and got to travel and so yeah I, it was that was my first time ever choreographing something for real and from that moment i just got the bug and like i was like i think i can do this and obviously doing that job let other people see that i was choreographing so they were right. giving me certain things and you know the ball kept rolling that's huge it also <laughs> proves like what how important it is to have to be a good person and have a good reputation yeah, like, yeah, lovely yeah. to work with because someone yeah. can just be like no you got it like you're good like that's <laughs> A dream. That's amazing. Yeah. Another random question, um, just kind of in general for, so like if you choreograph a tour, do you, you go on that tour with the artists or are you maybe at some cities? What's, how's that work? You usually, I usually like to go in the beginning and the first couple cities, just make sure the show is running correctly. Make sure everybody's good. Make sure there's no crazy traffic things or whatever the case is. Or if it's like a tour that starts with like promo, like I heart stuff or like, rolling loud or those kind of things. I like to go to those shows because the stages are not our stage. They're the stage for the show. Mm -hmm. So you just never know what's going to go on. But other than that, like when they get on the tour tour, yeah, I just kind of let them go. Amazing. That was a really good question. I actually was super curious about that yeah. too. And they probably like do a dance captain situation too. Yes, exactly. And then so it's your job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I passed the tour. You passed the tour on to you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone just keeps passing tours. I love it. Exactly. That's, you're right. Honestly, you're right, 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 right. And then the show is like different eight months later. You go see the show, you're like, what's this? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, I know that. I know that all too well. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so we want to hear about your journey with the most recent show um, that you guys have been filming at Playground. If you can tell us anything about that and um, kind of the premise of it, because when we were speaking with... Uh, our friends at Inside Dance and just uh, our uh, work partners, we were talking about it and I'm really excited to hear about it because I feel like it's going to be huge, but also I feel like it's been kind of a secret. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So whatever uh, you can divulge. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's awesome. It's, it's our lives. It's our stories. It's our training. It's our past. It's our future. It's, it's everything about us, the studio, what we've come from. You know, we took a big risk opening a studio on Melrose Avenue. Melrose Avenue is a mall, like it's a shopping mall. There's no, there's nothing here other than stores. And to open a dance studio in the middle of the heart of like West Hollywood is kind of risky because you just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. But I think we all realize that we have something really special here. And this place has become a home to us and so many people. 
and it's affected us in so many ways. And we've met so many cool people who travel in from out of town. And so you basically are getting a real life, you know, a real insight of what goes on at Playground and what goes on in our personal lives, uh, dating, relationships, craziness. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So you, fun. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. <laughs> you're definitely going to get it. I can't um, wait. But it's awesome because, you know, it's taught us a lot about each other stuff that we didn't know about each other. And it's gotten us to really look at each other as people and not just as dancers. Um, and I think that's what I'm excited about the show. You know, I think there's this thing about dancers, right? Like uh, you follow these dancers on Instagram and they're over here and you're over here, but everybody is a human being. Everybody has a heartbeat. Everybody has yes. a and everybody feels the same thing. And everybody gets hurt when somebody does something wrong to them and everybody gets jealous and everybody gets mad and everybody gets, you know, does things that they're not proud of. And I think you're going to see that and you're going to hopefully be able to relate to that. And, and, and hopefully it lets you uh, maneuver your life in a certain way after seeing somebody that you are, 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 are fond of or somebody that you look at or somebody that you're a fan of, how they moved, how they handled the situation, how they handled getting cut from this audition or how they handled yes. something wrong or how they handled somebody being completely disrespectful to them or how they handled getting an opportunity that they never thought they would get. So I'm, I'm excited for the show because we haven't had a good dance show in a while. And so we bring it all. We bring the, the drama. We bring the dance. We bring the, the fun. We give it all to you. So that's amazing. I can't wait to watch it. And I, I wanted to also say, you know, uh, an amazing thing about playground and with dance in general, when it kind of transcends into the what we would call like muggle world, like non-dancer yeah. worlds. Like I have friends who aren't dancers and be like, oh, playground. Like everybody, yeah. it's a worldwide thing that people know about, and I think that's that speaks volumes because I feel like as dancers, we're in our bubble. We know all of the people, all of yeah. the training, but we're in our bubble and no one else. We're just kind of separate from the world. So when you yeah. guys can bleed out to the, to everybody else, it's really, really huge. So I have no doubt that the show is going to be awesome. And I can't wait for them to show all the hard work that dancers put into teaching and going to auditions and actually showing like the real portrayal of that yeah. and like that daily life. And also dealing with like human emotions, like you said, I mean, it's a lot to handle and um, yeah, that's amazing. So excited. Do you guys have a projected air date yet? We are next uh, next spring. Yay. Oh, wow. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely. <laughs> you mad at me, but that's what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Dexter, we definitely look forward to um, catching that series. Um, and we can't thank you enough just for your time today, for um, your knowledge, your stories. Um, you're working well under pressure. Um, <laughs> but just to, to wrap it up, out of curiosity, you know, I know dancers, I don't know why there's this dancer like stigma that we always have our coffee or like our Starbucks or whatever, but educate us. What is your Starbucks order? Ice vanilla latte. Ooh, yes. Mm. Wait, I had, I had one more question for you. Yeah. Um, if you have any advice for your younger self, yeah. or honestly, yeah, let's do younger self. I was gonna say younger dancers, but younger self, what would it be? Uh, you can't please everyone and you are going to drive yourself crazy trying to please everyone because at the end of the day the only person that needs to be happy with the product is you and mm. there will always be a door that is going to get slammed in your face but there's going to be a door that gets open in your face there's going to be a door that's halfway open there's going to be a door that's barely creaked open but at the end of the day come to that door with all you got everything you got your training your personality your look your vibe be a good person be on time be professional 
And at the end of the day, that's, that's, that is your legacy, not the jobs you get, not the, not the, all the accolades you get, not being third row behind Beyonce, what kind of person you were, what kind of artist you were, if you were honest, were you personable, were you professional, were you nice, were you cool to work with, did you make people laugh in rehearsal, like, I think those things are, I realize now those things are way more important than the accolades that we all carry around. Oh my gosh, amazing. Every time Taylor and I have these interviews, I'm like, always on a high after I get so excited. So thank you so much for sharing. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Dexter, um, for our listeners, if they want to follow you um, on social media, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Dexter Carr and on TikTok at Dexter Carr. Sweet. Super awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us today. Um, and yeah, we wish you the best with all your amazing endeavors. Um, and until hopefully um, we can all reconnect uh, once the show debuts um, yeah. and touch base. But until then, stay well, keep dancing, and we appreciate you. Thank you guys so much.